0: Hello and welcome to the weekly confessional. I'm your host, Mark.
1: And your better host, Yesenia.
0: I would actually take that and say that that's okay because I, it took me about three times to say that first part correctly. So you're you're in the limelight right now. All right. Okay. So you remember last week I told you about that story I was going to tell you about where the dad almost let his son die. Yes. I'm gonna just we're just gonna dive right into it. Good. Okay. I'm ready. All right. So this was posted on Reddit by a guy named Crazy Son Throwoff. So, he had this child and he said that his son was extremely troubled. You know, they wanted a child really badly. They had trouble getting pregnant, but then they finally got pregnant and they had a beautiful baby boy. They brought him home and he says that the child was wrong from day one. Oh, wow. Like, he cried for 13 months straight. Just did not...
1: Like, not stopping?
0: Did not stop. He claims that he never saw... Even when he was sleeping, that the child would still cry.
1: Oh my gosh,
0: that's intense. Mm Mm-hmm. And he said that nothing worked. No specialist work, uh, no changing diet didn't work. Nothing they did would fix this. Wow. Now, after 13 months, they eventually got out of the crying stage and he thought that the coast was clear. Um, No. The only thing that became clear was that to the dad that the child was, and I quote, angry at being alive. Wow. He claims he, he never once saw his child have a genuine joyous smile in the time that he knew him. And he's posting this retroactively. So he's about 70. At the time that he had the child, it was in 1971. Um, so this was a long time ago. Okay. So he is saying that, that I'm guessing throughout the entire life of his son that he never saw him have a genuine joyous smile. Um, the only time he ever really saw him quote unquote smile was a grin and it was vicious and it was because he took pleasure in causing pain or suffering or if he like was breaking rules.
1: Wow. Mm hmm
0: Even when the, like when he was a toddler, he says that the like he would take off his diaper and purposely like poop and pee around the house. And once he realized that they could just clean it up, he started like smearing it into the walls and floor to make it more difficult. As
1: a, as a toddler?
0: As a toddler. Like, he's, he's a baby. That's um, insane. He never saw him take joy in anything other than bad things. And he said that the child was fueled by hate. He would bite. He would spit. He would scream. He would scratch anyone who would try to interact with him. And he got worse as he got older. So, schools kicked him out. Um, even at one, Like, the parents installed a door early on the kitchen with a lock. And they installed the door with the lock so that he could not get access to the kitchen knives because oh, apparently,
1: my gosh,
0: yeah, he would take them and he'd chase kids around. He would threaten them. Um, when he he when he was ten, he stabbed his dad in the hip and ass, and his dad still has scars from it. With a knife. With a knife, yeah.
1: By his ten year old.
0: By his ten year old. Um, he would also torture animals. He oh, there no. was a stray dog in the neighborhood and. He took like a barbecue fork, and he stabbed the dog in the eye for no reason. Oh my gosh! Um, he would take the cats and take the tips of the tails and dip it in gasoline and then light it on fire just for fun. Why? Because he's a sick fuck. And this is when he's older. So like when you're a toddler, you can't you
1: don't really know right from wrong. But, but then
0: you're starting to develop your sense of being a goddamn person. Yeah. And this it, this this kid missed the bus. Yes, absolutely. Um, So, and the parents did. They had him in therapy. They had him taking medicine. They were trying all these things. And nothing was working. Um, They eventually got to the point where they would put, and I'll get more into this later, but they put locks, like hardcore locks and solid doors that couldn't be kicked in, in the house. And you would think it's to lock him in. It wasn't to lock him in. It was to protect themselves. He would have free reign, but they would lock themselves into whatever room they were occupying. So that he could not come and harass them or bother them, apparently. Now, to me, that's like... If you look at it from the kid's perspective, your parents are locking themselves away from you. But then... I I have trouble with this because if what he's saying is true, like, Jesus Christ, what would I do in that situation? But at the same... They're
1: terrified of their own son.
0: They're locking themselves inside their own house to avoid him. So... They got pregnant when the son was about sixteen. Oh my this gosh. is this is about nineteen eighty eight, and they did not want this child. But as you know, in nineteen eighty eight, they didn't really have access to abortion. It was not okay.
1: Yeah, we're going backwards now. So
0: oh, no. let's not <laughs> get into that. So so they ended up having her, and they realized that what a normal baby was like. She, after four months, you know, she of course cried, but like she had her joyous moments. And then right. after four months, she would start sleeping through the night. Yeah. And, you know, she she was just a joy to them. She was what a child should be, which some people do have very difficult children. So I get that not every experience is like that. But they realize what kind of a hell they've been living in. You know, they took them out of that, I guess, you know, trauma. And they realize that like before oh, that wasn't okay, that wasn't okay, and that wasn't okay. Okay, so once the daughter came home, the son decided to take it up a notch, which Dad said he didn't even know that he could. There would be constant screaming matches. He would storm out of the house, slam stuff, break stuff, etc. And it got so bad that his mom, the wife, would literally, anytime he walked into the same room as her, just start screaming, get the fuck away from me, get away, get the fuck out. To her kid? Constantly. She wouldn't stop screaming until he left her alone. The kid? To her son. Yes. He's about 16 now. So, kid, but like, functioning. He's not an adult by any means. But right,
1: like, but that's just terrifying.
0: But he's mature enough to be a reasonable individual. So.
1: Oh my gosh. That's intense.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, there was an incident. I'm going to tell you about the day of the incident. Okay. So, dad fought with the son that morning, um, but son left. It was fine. They were, him and his wife were hanging out. Daughter was upstairs, and they heard crying. Now, everybody's used to their child's cries. I don't have a child, so I don't know, but like, you know what it sounds like when your child's just crying.
1: Yes. There's different cries for different
0: Things. Well, this cry was a cry of like... It sounded like absolute terror. It oh was my not gosh. Like, it was not like an I'm waking up... What really. did he do? So it was a cry of absolute terror. They run upstairs, but because they have a lock on the door and they locked her in... Because they they didn't want him to come home and do anything to her... They're trying to unlo- find the right key to unlock the door. And it takes them a minute to get it open. Finally, when they get in, they see their son standing there with a steak knife over the baby girl... And he's taking the knife and, like, rubbing it against her face. Like, not really cutting her there, but, like, just kind of teasing, playing with her. Like, not playing with her, but teasing her um, while she's screaming. And apparently he had climbed up through the window, like, using a tree outside. And the sun just looked up at them and smiled. So dad runs and grabs his daughter, and mom goes between them to, like, block the son, and she smacks the son's hand and knocks the knife out of, like, knocks the knife out of his hand. And, you know, dad basically just focuses on getting the baby out, but, like, he's standing behind his wife. Now, son's just standing there. He didn't go for the knife or anything. He just kind of, like, dead dead deadpan looking at them feeling nothing as usual because like it's
1: fucking crazy that's why
0: he's a psychopath and here's a thing about wifey poo um apparently she had done boxing and karate for a while because at the time it was really big right and so she's kind of a boss bitch damn so she basically like starts beating the shit out of him like and out of it was the a sun, right? yes, out of the son. And he, the dad, says this was the first time he's ever seen a genuine reaction out of his son, because his son was screaming like he was scared because his mom was now beating the shit out of him, like, and she was just going at it. And dad was standing there, and like he had every, he knew that he could get his wife to calm down and walk away, but he kind of just didn't care.
1: Because he deserves that. So
0: he takes his daughter and instead of worrying about the son, like, just literally walks out of the room, goes downstairs and starts taking care of her. Because he knows his wife can fucking beat the shit out of her. Like, like his son. Even if his son is the same size. Like, his wife has been doing this for years. She was pretty much like an amateur pro. Okay. So he, he left her to do that. And even after he had finished... Like, and he found another cut. Like, so he found the baby was cut in three places. Like, her skin was cut. He, he cut her on her belly. He cut oh her God. on her um, arm, I believe. And he cut her on her foot. So, dad was taking care of the baby and he put the bandage, the wounds up, and everything and was rocking her to sleep. And mom's still upstairs beating. The, sent- oh, so. the screaming has stopped by this point but like mom was you could still hear it thump 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 boom 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 so mom finally comes downstairs and husband just kind of looks at her and was like is he dead and mom looks at him and goes i fucking hope so <sighs> so mom goes and she takes a shower like she just Worked up a sweat. Oh my god!
1: This is not funny, but it's funny. Okay.
0: So and and (laughs) so dad, dad was kind of sitting there, and like baby was asleep, and he heard moaning. So he kind of was like, I guess curious. So he goes upstairs to see how bad it was, and he sees that his son's nose. He said it was squished flat. He had vomited. Both of his eyes were swollen, lips puffed up. Every part of his body was beaten. And his wife later told him, like, she kicked him in the groin, like, repeatedly for a long time. And,
1: and they just- decided,
0: so he's kind of deciding what to do. Okay. And he just, he kind of realized he just didn't give a shit. He had I given everything. I wouldn't even. So he literally, apparently, with the house that they live in. It's like, they have the top floor, but then they have a basement apartment. Okay. They literally just... Him and mom, they decided to move in the basement. Take baby daughter down there. And they gave him the upstairs. They locked it off. And they just left him. They didn't call the police. They didn't call any ambulances. They were just like, done. We're absolutely done. So, eventually they did, like while they were living down there, they heard him moving around. And, you know... He was still living up there, and they hear crashing and screaming, and whatever. But like, they just did not deal with it. They stayed in their basement downstairs with their daughter. The wife never left the apartment. The well, yeah, apartment, and never let the daughter out of her sight. Dad would still go to work and stuff, but like, that was it. So after a few days, eventually they started hearing nothing. They didn't hear any noise upstairs, so they go upstairs, and they to check to see if he was finally gone. And the damage he did to their house was insane. He sprayed a fire um, extinguisher all over their living room, getting that foam stuff everywhere. Wow. Smeared shit up on the wall and stuff. Tore the linoleum out, which, by the way, in 1988, he did you a favor. Because, you know, linoleum <laughs> is not the way to go. So, long story short, never heard from Son again. Sun was gone. They eventually, after three years, decided like they had to move... Um, They were living in fear that he could come back because he could light the place on fire or something. Right. And so they decided to go ahead and move to a new house. And then um, daughter grew up, never heard from son again. So, yeah. They Um, don't know
1: anything about the son?
0: No. We don't know what happened to him. And I'm like real bitter about that. Because I need to know. I would... Oh, I would give so much just to hear the son's perspective because I'm sitting here thinking like, and he did, he sounds like such a dick. And I don't know, like the dad is in therapy now and the the therapist told him to write out his story to make him feel better. And the therapist didn't tell him to post it on Reddit, but like he decided to take that initiative himself because it's his story. But like, he's 70. I don't see why he wouldn't share this. Like, it's not like he's going to go to jail for attempted murder And to be quite honest with you, like, I can't help but side with him because if we're going based off of what we know and we're assuming everything he said was fact, which to me it sounded like it was fact, like, fuck yeah. Good for the wife.
1: I just think for them to feel that way, they have, because I have a son, they have had to be pushed way past the limit. For them to, to feel that way about their son, it's for a reason.
0: Yeah, I and was thinking that. Reason.
1: So I don't doubt what he's saying, and I sincerely think that they really did try everything that they could do in therapy. I don't even know how they would sleep at night. I would no. be terrified. They
0: locked. That's why they had the doors. That's why they locked. They literally would oh, lock oh, no. themselves in.
1: Oh so my that gosh! He
0: didn't have access to them.
1: No, I think I would. Yeah. I probably would have killed him if I was the wife. He was trying
0: to kill? He those. tried. She. She thought she did though. Like full disclosure.
1: Oh, my he God. He
0: says that he almost let his son die. He didn't go to save his son. It should really be stated that his son almost died. And he didn't do... Because he, he didn't do anything to right. Which I don't necessarily blame him. But I'd, I'd love to hear other people's opinion about it. We have an email that y'all should send, like, your confessions to slash your opinions. Yes. I'd love to... I really would like to hear what some people think about that. Because okay. maybe we're the oddballs and, like... We're assholes and we should give the child a chance. And he was probably abused by his parents. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. That was my story.
1: Oh, my gosh. All right. All right. So, mine, as I mentioned in our last podcast episode, has to do about a guy. And he's part of the KKK. And I was like, ooh, I want to know more about it. His name is Hunter00615, and he posted this one month ago. So he has a backstory. He grew up in a very conservative household in Western Pennsylvania. Uh, he attended a Southern Baptist church his entire childhood. Um, and he quotes it and says it's the typical hick-redneck upbringing. I'm not too sure what that is because...
0: You're not a typical hick-redneck. I'm not.
1: So when he says that, I don't, I don't really know. I Okay. So then um, he's like racist tendencies and thoughts were part of his life growing up so it was like normal Mm -hmm. like it was expected for you to have these thoughts and mentality about other people who are not white um he was brought up to believe that everyone was out to get the whites
0: so unfortunately the audio messed up and i'm going to have to do another insert Uh, hopefully we'll be able to fix our equipment at some point uh but basically yesenny is talking about how he was raised racist He is extremely racist. Uh, And when he goes off to college, he actually sees a girl who he thinks is absolutely beautiful. But in his eyes, there's only one problem. She's mixed. And so he basically begins to struggle with those initial feelings of what he was raised to believe. And now we can get back to Yesenia. Sorry
1: again. And he's like, she's she's funny. She's super intelligent. She's soft-spoken. She's understanding. He's like...
0: Yeah, she's, she's a fucking human. She's dude. not
1: what I thought that those people, because that's how he refers to them in his post, All
0: right.
1: Um, were. He, and then he, eventually they went on a few dates. He went on a few dates with her. They eventually started dating, and he was really upfront with her. When they start, made it official, he told her. He was like, I'm in the KKK. And he's like, I was so surprised to see that she didn't run away from
0: There are very few things that you could say to me on a first date that would make me be like, insane. But I honestly think if somebody told me that...
1: I would be like, peace out, homie. I'm not fucking
0: talking to you. Yeah, well, and I don't know. I believe the KKK is literally only for white people. So if you're off-white or non-white, you are just considered the skin of the earth, right? Yes. So basically, as two non-white people, I just don't think... No. Like, but I do believe in changing people, so maybe I'd be open minded and maybe well, if he was Well, this is kind of what
1: happened in the situation. So he explained his upbringing to her. He explained his whole entire childhood to her, and she said that she understands how misguided he was. She's like, obviously, you're torn because here you are talking to me and expressing the, expressing yourself this way. So I don't think you sincerely believe the things that you were brought up to believe. Right. Um. He eventually saved enough money, moved away from his family, moved away from his town. He got a little apartment. He lives with her. And he says he's super happy, super, super happy. He's like, um, he's like, there isn't an official way to leave the KKK. He's like, so I grabbed my rope, I grabbed my hood. I ripped them apart and I threw them away. And he's like, as of today, I graduated college. I'm currently looking for a job. I'm still living with my awesome girlfriend. Um, they don't ever really talk about his time in the organization. Um, he's like, I still get hateful messages from all over social media and direct messages about how I'm a traitor and all that. But the best I can do is just ignore it and block it and move on.
0: Well, I'm glad he was able to move on and grow from that experience. Okay, so I got this story and it's it's kind of short, but I'm gonna paint I'm gonna paint the scene for you. You're good. Go ahead. So this guy has this dream plan to take his girlfriend. Make her his fiance. Okay. Real cute. Okay. He's going to drive to a romantic location. And then he's going to like. When she's getting out of the car. On the moonlit beach. He's going to get down on one knee. And he's going to propose to her. She's going to scream yes. They're going to live happily ever after. Right? Right. You want to know how it actually happened? Okay. What if you said no? I'd be real offended. <laughs> so. He picks up his girlfriend. Okay. And. You know. Right off the bat. They're having a great time. Backs out. And, by the way, he's borrowed his friend's car for this, you know, for this occasion so it can be more romantic. Mm -hmm. Let's just say he's got a convertible. It's a real sweet ride. Cool night air. And as he's driving, though, he notices to his left, if you will, a naked homeless man (laughs) chasing, chasing a dog. With a dildo in its mouth. Now, dildos can be any color shape. Let's say it's pink and large. Okay? Homeless man chasing a dog with a dildo in its mouth. What do you do but if you But he's you're... naked. Oh, he's naked. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Naked. Um, what do you do if you see a naked homeless man chasing a dog with a dildo in its mouth?
1: I go in the opposite direction.
0: But you look, don't you? Yes. You like? You don't want to?
1: But you have to.
0: But you do. It's
1: one of those things you just have to. You're
0: trying to figure out what's happening. Like
1: what? It's curious. Like, what the fuck?
0: What? The, yeah. That's not so, something you see every day. Um, He got distracted so much so that he didn't notice the truck in front of him. And it was slowing down. And so he slams right into the back of the truck. After doing so, gets out of the car. Obviously, days, you know, they are... You know, going to the hospital and he realizes he can't find the ring. He lost the ring in the accident. So, now he's got a pissed off... His girlfriend's parents are pissed off at him because they almost final destination their their daughter. His roommate's pissed off at him. Because that's his fucking car. Yeah, it was his car. Beautiful red convertible, by the way. Gorgeous. And (laughs) basically, he ended the weekend... His plan completely aborted. His girlfriend is not his fiance, and now he has a bunch of bills and bruises to pay for it.
1: So she didn't say yes.
0: He didn't even get to ask her. I feel like that would have been a really like. I know it's not a cute story, but like in the hospital to just like. But he yeah, had lost the ring. He
1: should, I I think he should have been like
0: a twist tie.
1: Something like I I don't really I'm I'm not a material materialistic person. I think it's more about the thought. Like I try to do this, everything went wrong. If she loves him and she's understanding, she would have been like, Yes, anyway, get the ring later.
0: So low key, I wanna say I'm not materialistic, but like I call it high key. High key. Yeah. I am. You are? Nice ring. I don't
1: think I so.
0: I don't need it a super nice ring, but I want a ring that you took some thought into. Me. Like like that you put
1: I don't even thought for me into it. Because I hate wearing jewellery so
0: well, you can just get a tattoo.
1: I am thinking about getting the tattoo. Yeah, just like a little one. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So, do you have a...
1: I do. And mine's, mine's short. Okay. Um. So, the reason why I picked this one is on my, my street, I always see this girl who works at the Wendy's on the busy street a few blocks away from me. And she walks the whole way. It's fucking hot. It's Aww. hot. I feel bad. I see her. And I want to offer her a ride, but I'm scared. I'm scared to offer her a ride because you don't know. You're trying to be nice. People take advantage. What if she pulls out a fucking knife on me or a gun?
0: If you wanted to make a theme, why don't we next week go over stories of people who picked up strangers in their car? I don't blame you. I bet you we can find several that are... I did. uh, I know several.
1: That's my next confession. So I didn't pick her up. I didn't pick her up. I read about it. So I started looking up like... You know there has to be good people out there. Like it's not always just horror stories about hitchhikers. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just the stereotype that we have. Um. So I don't remember exactly the guy's name who posted it, but it is on Reddit and it's under the the big subgroup. Have you picked up a hitchhiker?
0: Nobody cares. Nobody's gonna look it up. They just want to listen. If to they us. do,
1: the <laughs> same. I'm trying to give credit. You know, I'm not trying to plagiarize here. Um. So it's this guy. It's these two white guys, and they're driving around in Texas. Um,
0: White guys in Texas? What?
1: Yeah. So they're driving around, and um, they're about to smoke this fat blunt. And then they see this guy just sitting on the bench in this hot-ass heat, just waiting, like trying to get like picked up by somebody. So they assume that this guy is this little Mexican immigrant because he's Hispanic, and obviously everybody thinks that Hispanic is Mexican. Eh, he's not. Okay, but he is Hispanic. Um, they pick him up, he doesn't speak any English, they don't speak any Spanish, so they're like, well, um, where are you trying to get to? They're trying to talk to him, and he's like, Greyhound, and they're like, Greyhound? You wanna go to the Greyhound bus? That's, um, 15 minutes away, we'll take you. So they drive there to take him, well, the last bus there had left at 6pm, it's like 8.30 or something. And then they're like, um... We're sorry. And, you know, they're trying to communicate this with him, but he doesn't get it. So then they're making hand gestures because, you know, that's what everybody does. You just think if you speak louder and slower and move your hands around, they're going to understand what you're saying in your language.
0: Oh, my God, that doesn't work.
1: No. Well, they're like, we're going to go eat. Come inside and eat. And then we will take you to the next bus stop. So they're trying to tell him he don't get what's going on. So they get out the car to walk into the restaurant. So, you know, he's thinking, okay, this is as far as they're going to take me. He goes in the back to get his little, um, whatever, suitcase out of the trunk. And they're like, no, come and eat. They take him inside. They buy him some lunch or dinner because it's like seven something. Mm-hmm. And the waitress is Hispanic. So they're like, can you tell him this? So she's interpreting for them. Um, and then he's like, okay. And they're like, tell him that the next stop is about 30 miles down. But we don't mind to take him. we don't have nothing better to do. So they're driving down there, and they're like, "We're gonna smoke. Do you want some?" So they're talking, driving, smoking. Just
0: for everybody who can't see, Yesenia is doing um, very dramatic <laughs> and graceful hand oh, movements. I am.
1: I am. I speak with my hands, and so that um, so this little guy's smoking. He's smoking with <laughs> them. Puff the magic dragon. Yeah. And they're like, "Where are you from?" And he's like, "El Salvador." So he's not from Mexico. He's from El Salvador so then different country they're like and why are you here and he's like I need to make money my family needs money so I'm here working so they're like oh awesome so they drive. wait home. they
0: understand him now
1: he speaks very broken English apparently they didn't know this <laughs> so like, like this is very I choppy, guess he
0: loosened up he loosened probably, up with the puff puff
1: maybe maybe he was just okay. super shy so they drove the 30 miles down to the next stop drop him off and they waited until he got on the greyhound so it's just the moral of the story not everybody that you pick up Is a crazy person trying to stab you like I think they are. This guy, I mean, like, look at it. He got picked up, got a free ride, got a free meal, and even got a little high.
0: Are you going to take the girl to Wendy's now?
1: Maybe. (laughs) You know, and I
0: I don't blame you. Like, I've I've seen some people that, you know, they have their thumb out and they want to ride. But I just, I listen to a podcast, My Favorite Murder. Yeah. They talk about what you would expect, murder. And there have been several stories of hitchhikers who have been murderers. Like, it's just... It's not... There's a reason we don't do it anymore. Yeah. If I see somebody stranded on the road... I'm sorry. I will never stick my thumb out to get a ride. Because I have a phone and I can just call an Uber. Now, in this situation where I don't have a car, I don't have an Uber, and I don't have anybody to contact... Okay, maybe then would I try to hitchhike. I just don't think it's something that is well, safe. I don't think it's... I don't think it's... yeah. I know that the majority of people are good, but you can't go through life with that excuse because there's been I'm plenty of examples. And it's
1: scary. Like, I don't know whose car I'm getting into. I don't know if they're going to take me where I'm asking them to take me. I don't know if they're going to take me somewhere else and then force themselves on me. Like, it, I think I either Oh, as side, a woman,
0: you have a whole other perspective. It's so
1: hard. I'm like, I would never get in a vehicle with somebody yeah. I don't know. And that's why I think it's, maybe that's why I'm so afraid. Oh, I'm sure it's common. Uh huh.
0: You know, we have a, a thing we did once where I was in a a room with like a bunch of females and they were doing like a team building exercise and they were talking about like have you ever felt afraid of somebody walking a male walking towards you in a hoodie Mm -hmm. and like a lot of them said yes and I used to walk around all the time at night with my hood up my headphones in when I walked from campus back to my apartment you know I'm an innocent guy but I realized like there were a reason why some women would, like, shift away or move. So I would actually make sure, like, if I was walking towards a female, I would try to, like, either go to the other side of the street or, like, because, like, I just, I didn't want to make anybody uncomfortable. And I
1: appreciate that because (coughs) something people are not aware of. Like, every time I walk out, like, I used to work at Arby's when I was a teenager. I would leave at midnight, close up, you know, we would close up the restaurant, and I had to walk to my car in the parking lot. It was dark. I always had my keys, like, in between my knuckles. Like, these are things, like... You don't, men don't
0: have to really now, think about it. I did, I I have a thing about possibly getting murdered, so I do think about, like, getting killed, but I've never, like, I don't think that it's as common or as frequent.
1: I don't know, like, this morning, I went to my area at 5.40 in the morning. Don't ask me why. I just did. Because um, you were woken up by my tail. Yeah.
0: And
1: so <laughs> I went to grocery shopping a little bit, and I noticed there was an older man in a van in the middle of the parking lot. This is a 540 in the morning. Like, there's no... There's no cars around. No. You could have parked a lot closer. Let's say he dropped off his wife there. And she's shopping and he's waiting. Like, you know... He was just sitting there. Just staring at me. I went in the store. I come out and he's still there. Just waiting. I'm like... You know... I just think things. I'm like... What the hell is he You're, waiting for? But
0: that's... I promise you... And... I'm... There's... Most people would agree with me. That... You are suspicious of strangers because we've been taught that. And we should be because they didn't have stranger danger back in the 70s. And we realized that, oh, that's how you get a bunch of people murdered. So, all right. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in this week, people.
1: Thank you for listening.
0: Um, If you do not follow us already, please do that. If you've not given us a rating, please do that too. Um, we know that we're amateurs and we're just kind of figuring this thing out.
1: Yeah, tell your friends to follow us and send us suggestions.
0: Yes, please share this with your friends. Like, even if it's just that one friend, maybe they'll share it with somebody and then maybe they'll share it. And then maybe we'll, we'll go from, like, seven listeners to, like, 15. Yay! That'd be, like, awesome. I know. All right. Bye!